0: Coronavirus has changed all of our lives, but how will it impact our future? Does this change everything? I am Alar Tankler. On this episode of Does This Change Everything? How will the coronavirus change development finance? Now, in the first episode of this podcast series, we, sh- we spoke with uh, Shiva Dustar about pandemic preparedness. And she made an interesting point about how in the past, many people in developed countries would view pandemic threats as things that would mostly originate and impact only developing countries. And therefore, the calculations about their economic impact, the economic impact of pandemics ended up being rather limited. So if you're interested in that bit, go back and listen to that episode Uh, If you can, it's one of the first ones we put up under, does this change everything? Um, But today we want to talk about the specific impacts of coronavirus to development finance. And um, the, the current coronavirus has thus far mostly spread in the developed countries and created huge challenges for us here. But... What would happen if the spread now continues in the more fragile states and how should that threat guide our decisions on development finance already today? Uh, So I'm speaking today with Christian Elias, who is the European Investment Bank's head of unit for East and Southern Africa. So hi, Christian. Has the coronavirus changed everything for development finance? Hi, That's
1: Of course, the question of the day, I would say. Um, But the short answer is no. Uh, It has changed a lot at the very moment. In the short term, we see lots of activities. We see a big focus on uh, mitigating the short term effects of the virus and the short term economic effects. In the long term, however, the development finance will Need the same attention that we have seen over the last years, and that is something that I don't expect to change over the long, over the long run.
0: So let's uh, focus first on 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 the short term, and then we'll go back to the to to the to the long term. In the short term, you said that you see some changes. What what are the 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 quick priorities, the the, the quick changes that, uh, that need to take place due to the coronavirus?
1: What we see is the same effect that we also see in Europe. Uh, countries are shutting down, uh, economies are slowed down, and lots of uh, uh, corporates, lots of institutions are running out of cash. So the first and most important bit that countries in the developing world are trying to achieve is to keep their companies afloat and to get cash out through financing grants, through deferral of taxes, through payments, uh, employment schemes. So there's really a lot going on and that is attracting all of the attention in the very, very short term. The contribution from development finance institutions like ours, but also the World Bank, is therefore very much on Trying to help the economies with cash, be it through accelerated disbursements, be it through refocusing uh, pr- projects that were already out there, or simply front loading wherever we can in order to get the uh, uh, liquidity into the system.
0: Now, I, I imagine the overall effect of the coronavirus on economies is fairly similar. I mean, in on a, on a micro level, businesses are experiencing a strong uh, disruption in demand. They're also experiencing uh, supply chain shocks. Uh, they're, they're seeing a lot of their uh, employees stay at home and not being able to produce or provide the services. Are there any uh, specific differences between uh, the, the impacts that the virus is having on businesses in the developed world and the developing world, we have to see t-
1: two different uh, type of businesses here. There is, first of all, the normal economy, if I may call it that way, and here the effects that we see are very similar. Uh, and the other bit, which is perhaps important to highlight, is that as we speak, the number of cases in the developing world of confirmed, uh, Corona patients is not that high. Uh, It's actually limited to a few hundred in many, many countries. So it is not a priority to finance and seek financings for immediate health-related companies, be it hospitals, be be it vaccines, whatever. It is more a question of getting it done in the long run and getting the economy afloat as the focus will then be on the resilience on economic resilience on health resilience and less on immediate responses if i would have to point out one difference between europe for example or the development developed world as a whole to the development world then it is maybe this one
0: so you spoke about how it's important to respond to um, the needs of the businesses in the, in this situation what about the what about the healthcare systems? Uh, given, as you mentioned, that the the coronavirus hasn't spread very much in the developing countries, should investments into the healthcare sectors in the developing world be a priority for us at all?
1: It is certainly a priority, and it is a huge priority, and this is getting even more a priority than it was before. Health systems. In the developing world they are undeveloped at all levels and this starts with testing facilities so of course uh, one of the reasons why there may be not so many cases is simply that people are not tested in a way that they are tested in europe so the support from development finance institution like ours uh, starts with getting the right diagnostic systems in place and here the eib is doing a lot we are working on a program together with the bill and melinda gates foundation under the external investment plan of the european commission that aims at improving diagnostic services laboratory services uh, through public private partnerships in the developing world we have due to the crisis, now accelerated the rollout of this program because if people don't get tested, they don't get treated. So investing and supporting the diagnostic system of the health system of a country is very important and it's a priority also of the EIB. We also observe that health in Africa is really a luxury good. Only the wealthy part of the population has access to treatment, medical treatment as we know it here in Europe and the poor part of the population is very much left out. One of the challenges is to make sure that also the poor part of the population gets the access to medical treatments and medical services they deserve and the EIB in its response in the current crisis but also in the long run is very much focusing on making sure that health for all Health access to health and treatment for all is one of the priorities that will be addressed in the countries.
0: Are there any other areas beyond uh, beyond testing and diagnostics that we're paying specific attention to?
1: Sure. Uh, The magic word here is to get the closed loop right. The closed loop includes the cycle from testing to treatment and then follow up with the patient's Uh, once they are hopefully and safely treated. The EIB is financing that at all levels, and at all levels, big and huge investments are needed in the developing world. One thing that is important in development finance is that you never go alone. You team up with partners at all levels, and the EIB is teaming up with other financial institutions, be it the World Bank, be it KFW, be it the Agence Française de Développement. And in the current crisis, we work very much also with UN agencies. And amongst the UN agencies, there's of course WHO, which is one of the partners. The EIB is signing an MOU with WHO that addresses a lot of various topics in the developing world, but it includes also how can we best provide together an answer to the current crisis. And we are very much looking forward to implementing this collaboration and to working on the ground with their technical expertise and our finance expertise in order to deliver a response to the
0: urgent and most burning problems that these countries are currently facing. And uh, you mentioned, uh, well, you started. You said, you said in the beginning, uh, Christian, that uh, you know, in the long run. The priorities for development finance will not change because of the coronavirus. Did I understand you correctly? Can you just give a give a brief overview of of what we what we're looking at as the the main priorities that will continue to be important even as we as we go through this uh, crisis
1: sure I don't expect the developing finance to change in the long run, because the needs, the fundamental needs, the underlying needs that bring us all there to provide the development finance, they will not change. People need access to energy. People need access to water. They need liquidity to run their business. They need infrastructures that are reliable and that are functioning. And the traditional contribution from development finance institutions like ERB, is to make sure that there is enough funding, be it for the roads, be it for the energy, which we are now very much supporting in the renewable sector, be it for the right access to water, to clean water, and now more and more also digitalization. And these needs, once the current pandemic is over, these needs will still be there. Once we have taken care of the immediate response to the crisis, we will see that the fundamental needs are still there, need to be addressed, and then the EIB will be there to play its part in financing them.
0: Thank you very much. This was Christian Elias, Head of Unit for East and Southern Africa at the European Investment Bank, and this was Does This Change Everything? for the European Investment Bank the EU Bank.